Hi, my name is Jack Cole, and welcome to the very first episode of Everyday Reframe. It's a podcast digging into the conversations touching real-life situations around seeing things differently to solve a problem or chart a new course in one's life. A little bit about me, I'm a user experience designer with over 20 years of experience. And while I first came to be a designer because I wanted to do cool things like design logos and stuff like that for my favorite sports teams, what I've really found to be my inspiration is using creative thinking to make life better. Now, what does creative thinking actually mean? It could be things like what I do for in the past for clients of all shapes and sizes, designing things like websites and apps. Uh, but it also could be for charting a new course in your life, which I can kind of speak a, lot, a little bit about my history, but I'll also get into others. Uh, it's also about deci- making decisions to be a healthier you. So, you know, I'll talk about this stuff with friends, colleagues, and other interesting people of all walks of life, exploring the, the idea of reframe. And what that means is shifting your perspective to see a new world of opportunities, both in an inspiration and game changer in so many ways. So this brings me to my first topic, and that's embracing the power of saying fuck it. So I don't typically like to use, you know, kind of foul language and, and things like that, but for the purposes of this conversation and getting things started, I wanted to kind of use this as a topic to get to get going. And the really what it is for me is I've this is the second go round of me trying to start up a podcast. And I've just been, you know, kind of stuck in inertia, uh, you know, kind of thinking about, well, what should I do? How, how do I do it? You know, getting ca- caught up in my own head with use, you know, worrying about using too many uhs and ums and things of that nature. And yeah, you're going to definitely hear that. And I actually worked with a sound designer for the first round, and he gave me a lot of feedback, which was certainly intended to be helpful and useful. But at the end of the day, I'm not a sound guy. I'm not a public speak. Uh, not necessarily a uh, an orator of sorts. I have done actually public speaking in different ways, and I actually really love it and want to do more of that. But really, what I want to do is get get the idea out there that you know whatever you're doing in your life, uh, you know in you know whether you're a kid that's kind of getting started in high school or thinking about where you're going to go to college or what you're going to do in your career, or if you're in midlife and you've been doing the same thing for about twenty years. The using the idea of design thinking or creative thinking in your life and in in your daily activities or you know kind of really kind of using it as a tool to help make better decisions or chart you know, chart a new direction is really what I think is is super valuable and the sooner that we can kind of start to embrace that on a broader scale the better I think everybody will be you won't have to pine uh, pine away about uh, you know should I do this or do that I only have uh, one one option there's actually a million options and you know we'll get into that we'll talk to different people who you know thought that this is just how it had to be um, you, you know and 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 just started to do that and then realized no I I can't do this anymore. It's not healthy for me. I have to go in a different direction. So that's when they start to kind of open their mind and and be open to ideas and opportunities. Sometimes that comes from other people. A lot of times that's how I found uh, the idea of reframe to come to me is to have conversations. And that's part of the reason why I want to have these uh, this podcast up and running is to 
you know, basically use this as a platform or excuse to talk to people that I like, uh, find ways to kind of pull their stories out and share it with everybody listening, but also selfishly use it for myself so that I can kind of hear those experiences. And if I have any kind of similar opportunities to uh, kind of do do things the way that they did it, uh, you know, I think it's it's helpful, it's useful, and it's great inspiration for everybody involved. It's a win-win. Um, you, you know, the other thing that I'll, I'll look to do is really just talk about the things that I've seen and heard, um, you know, in all walks of life and how, uh, you know, just being able to kind of come to it with a, a certain level of openness, positivity, and seeing problems as opportunities is really where I think there's great uh, chance for you to be, you know, kind of be more successful, live a healthier, happier life and the things like that. So a little bit about me and my story. So I I grew up I grew up in Philadelphia. I'll probably talk about that a lot because it's part of my identity. Uh, I live in in New Jersey now and uh, still you know an avid Philadelphia sports fan. Eagles, Sixers, Flyers, Phillies, etc. Um, you know, still have lots of family that lives there. I live in New Jersey and uh, kind of halfway in between Philadelphia and New York. I've worked in a number of different arenas as a designer. First started out, went to school just outside of Philadelphia, a school called Arcadia University, was Beaver College uh, when I first went there. And like I said, I, what I really wanted to do was just be a designer and create cool stuff. I was just really awe-inspired by the likes of, uh, you know, at, at the time I didn't even know the guy's name, but Tinker Hatfield from Nike, who uh, designed the, the Jordan logo and the sneakers. You know, I just was really enamored, and I can still think back to you know, my my days of adolescence and walking around the in the mall with my mother, and just kind of like you know, almost having my face pressed against the glass, looking at you know the latest Jordan sneakers and looking at the different colorways, and just being inspired. That led me to want to you know design things, uh, you know, redesign logos for my favorite sports teams, or uh, you know, design book covers, um, you, you know, for uh, you know things that I was reading in school, uh, just for fun. Um, you, you know, so that, that led me to go to Arcadia university where I went to school for graphic design and was trained in, you know, the core principles of design and, uh, you, you know, mostly print design. Uh, so just to kind of date myself, I, I graduated from, from Beaver college, Arcadia university in 1999. Uh, so, you know, yes, there was a burgeoning in- internet on its, on its way. There was kind of a first wave of, of, uh, investment and opportunity there. I came out of school primarily, you know, with the knowledge as a as a graphic designer. Uh, worked for a pharmaceutical advertising agency, doing print collateral and brochures for a short while, and then had the opportunity to fall into a, a an interactive position for a company that uh, was called U.S. Interactive. Uh, for people that are in the field, uh, it was kind of analogous to uh, you know razor, Razorfish, uh, so kind of a large consultancy. And we did, you know, websites uh, for the likes of all kinds of different companies. Uh, I always joke that uh, the one funny one that I worked on or, you know, helped support was for Playboy. Uh, so that was kind of an interesting endeavor as a young designer, um, you know, both as a production artist and a visual designer. Uh, you know, I moved on from there to almost kind of like straddle the fence between print design and interaction design for a couple years working for a book publisher and then also for a, a women's retail apparel business. Uh, so, and that was both in, you know, kind of the Philadelphia region, New Jersey, et cetera. 
where I really feel like I started to kind of come of you know come to my come to my own and become more of a kind of a broad range design thinker or creative thinker was when I went to BlackRock and I had this great opportunity to work with some really amazing people that to this day I'm still friends with and um, you know they're just dear people to me which I'll definitely have them on this podcast in the future. Uh, so the, the gentleman that hired me was a, a guy by the name of Christo Clausens. He's a uh, South South African and uh, of uh, origin, and just really interesting guy with a really distinct, interesting accent, <laughs> and an di- even more interesting point of view on on the world. Um, he's both warm and humble, and um, you know, loud and braggadocious at the same time, but brings a, a really fresh idea, uh, ways of thinking, which I've had the opportunity to work with him, you know, in a number of different facets uh, in years to come. Uh, another gentleman that, again, that I'll have on the podcast in the future is an, another guy by the name of Joshua Bobrovkan, who I first met when I was working at the book publisher Peterson's. And, um, you know, I'm not really ashamed to say this, but, uh, you know, the company was terrible. It was a great, uh, it was a horrible experience. However, the people are were the ones that really mattered to me and the relationships that I made with the likes of Josh and some others that um, you know I'm sure we'll talk about in the future uh, really kind of molded and shaped me and once again I still stay in touch with them uh, one thing that I actually as I kind of ramble here that I talked to a lot of junior designers about and when I was managing uh, in a um, UX design director role at motivate design I've mentioned to a lot of junior designers is the jobs come and go. It's the people and relationships that matter. So, uh, you know, I think that's the thing that, you you know, you'll kind of see that thread through line come through in addition to talking about reframing and creative thinking and how you can kind of apply that to one's own life. Um, you, You know, just kind of moving along in my history and my journey, I then moved on from BlackRock to have a short stint at TD Ameritrade, where um, I, I worked there for a little while. But again, you know, the relationships that I built there and, and just kind of the experience that I had, even for the short, short amount of time, I was literally only there for about seven and a half months, uh, was amazing. Uh, you know, I, to this day, once again, still stay in contact with, um, you know, a few people there. And um, uh, one that comes to mind is Indra Clavins, who, uh, again, not necessarily a uh, classic designer, but an amazing uh, person with uh, some really great creative thinking uh, that she applies to her job as a almost a facilitator um, of of creatives. Uh, you know, after going you know, having my short stint at TD Ameritrade, I went over to Motivate Design, which I've spent for pretty much the past five and a half years. And uh, the reason why I went there was because of a woman by the name of Moda Patel. And she, I think, is one of the main kind of uh, uh, points of inspiration, uh, catalysts in my career, uh, you know, kind of opened things up for me that I didn't know were possible. And that's, again, the reason why I'm doing this is because of uh, her and uh, largely because of her, but also uh, others. Um, you know, Mona wrote a book while I was there called uh, called Reframe, which is where I take this uh, the name of this podcast from, and a lot of the thinking that uh, that she really espoused and then put down in the book, and then I helped uh, you know kind of craft uh, uh, design thinking workshops and different uh, operational procedures for Motivate as an organization. Uh, you know, kind of shown through um, you know in the in the work and the way that I managed people and then working with our clients. So. That's kind of a short 
background on me and, and how I've arrived here. But, and this is going to be a short podcast because of the fact that, um, you know, I'm just, I'm not really going to try and hold fast to any kind of standards around, oh, it has to be a 45 minutes. If it, it, It's like any kind of everyday conversation. Some are short, some are long, some are interesting, some aren't. So, you know, we'll, we'll kind of figure that out. And I'm going to figure this out as, as I do more to, uh, you know, make this better and make it hopefully interesting to all of you who, who may be listening. So the, 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 the idea of the power of saying, fuck it. Uh, so as I mentioned, this is the second go round for me trying to do this podcast. The first attempt was through Motivate Design and I was doing it not necessarily under duress uh, by any means. I wouldn't say that, but what I was doing was I was trying to use it as a um, you know kind of a driver or a business driver for the organization. Uh, you know, for all the reasons that you would want. You know, from a marketing perspective, kind of get the word out, make awareness, kind of share the thinking of our organization that we were so proud of. Um, but you know, it didn't necessarily work out. So I uh, just as of uh, July of this year, two thousand nineteen. Uh, no longer work at Motivate as a full-time employee, still a great friend and consultant to the organization in different ways. But uh, as I embark on this journey here in September 2019, it is uh, no longer a podcast you know, by Motivate for Motivate potential clients. It's a podcast by Jack Cole, independent consultant, creative thinker, designer, uh, father, husband, uh, just all-around guy that's interested in sharing things that hopefully can help others. And the reason why I'm doing it is that I just feel this burning inside to do it. I, I've done different blog posts. I've done some uh, public speaking. And both of those are really you know, uh, valuable and rewarding in their own ways. However, this feels like a means or a, a vehicle that I think is more effective in sharing you know, the experiences, my perspective f- to others. The blog posts that I've written, you, you know, they, they're great. Uh, I'm very proud of them. However, they take long, they're laborious, just because of the way that I work. And I think that I want to try and make sure that it's really uh, thought out and has a, a good background and perspective on things. Not that I shouldn't do that for this either. Uh, but this is a little bit more stream of consciousness, conversational in that, in that manner. So, you know, the power of saying fuck it. I've kind of been you know, trying to take a little bit my of my own advice with the idea of reframe is that, uh, you know, I kind of started it and I've had a couple interviews, which I will likely actually share uh, through this channel. And so you'll hear some references to motivate. Uh, yes, I could go through and edit it, but I just don't, I don't want to. I think actually it's it's probably good to hear it because it's a little bit stiffer <laughs> than than what I'm going to do now, which is more fluid and open and casual. Uh, but the idea is there in terms of the two people that I spoke with. But, you know, the saying fuck it for me is that I just got to get this out there. It's like any other creative, uh, you know, direction. There's a whole, uh, you know, a wave of, of trends out there around the design sprints. And if you're not familiar with what that is, it's really about, you know, kind of the, you know, some of the uh, directions that, you know, people like Jake Knapp, uh, who previously worked at Google Ventures, and others that say Facebook and you know some of the social media companies say fail fail fast fail fail often and you know the idea is that you're going to learn as you go and you're going to fine tune those those outputs those products to make them better uh, but if the core of the idea is there then let's get that out there and then deal with the you know the the, the nuances as you go uh, 
So that's the idea here is that for me, um, you know, saying fuck it is that I'm just putting this out there and it's, you know, warts and all, and you're going to hear a lot of uhs and ums, and you're probably going to hear some, some, you know, kind of unprofessional audio. So, you know, as I do this, I would love to get feedback from everybody. And, uh, you know, I'm not even really, I, I would love a five-star rating on the different podcast channels at some point, but, you know, if, if you have to, you know, give me honest feedback, I'm there. Uh, you know, I definitely have, have aware of the, the books uh, like Radical Candor and the like, and that's the best way to learn. That's how I learned it at school is, you know, through design crit critiques and having a thick skin and being open to how, how can I make this better? And I'm going to commit to this so that it can be good and hopefully useful for everybody. So I, I think that's kind of the nugget that I have for the moment. I don't really have a whole lot else to share. I actually have some notes, so I'm gonna uh, I'm going to try and um, you know keep this fairly open. But the idea, just from a transparency standpoint, is to you know really have a have a kind of a checklist of different topics that I want to cover at least when it's a solo uh, dispatch like this. And then when we have interviews with other clients or of past clients or friends, then it'll be a little bit more fluid. I'll have kind of a general outline that we'll try and cover, but. Uh, the main gist is that we're, we're really going to talk about how did you apply creative thinking or how did you come at a problem, you know, trying to kind of look at it from all sides and then what was the resolution, what did you learn and how are you moving forward? How has that experience made you successful in your career today? So that's about it for today. I really appreciate those who actually hung on to listen to this and I promise that it will get better as all things do and uh until then, I look forward to talking to you guys. Please reach out to me through the, the channels that you'll see connected to this podcast. Thanks a lot. Bye.